thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today. Come on in and bring your word. Bring the word of God with you. Get your Bible, follow along with us, but also bring your faith. Bring your expectation to hear because um, there is so much that the word holds for us and we need to hear it. Thank God we had the help of the Holy Ghost as our teacher to help us in our hearing. And so draw on the Holy Ghost, giving you light, unveiling this word to you today. Day. Amen. We uh, are we are in a series that we've been on for a while now, and uh, if you've not seen all the previous episodes to this particular series, go back and watch it because to jump in midstream, something's going to be cheated. So we don't want any of it left out for you. Go back and watch previous episodes. We're talking about something that is so critical to our faith. You know, uh, it's by faith that we conduct he- we conduct business with heaven. Um, and God has, God is a faith God. That's how he operates. And he has, he has, um, he has assigned, he has, um, he has just commissioned that his people live by faith because he knows the faith life gives us the best life. It's not a hardship to live by faith. It's the easiest flow because when we're in faith, we recognize we're not the one that does the work. We just give him permission who does the work. Our faith is God's permission to work in our life. So when we say, Father, we receive your word, that gives him permission to fulfill that word in our life. So our faith is his permission. It's us giving him permission. Uh, Our faith is our agreement with the word. We're agreeing to what God says. And so God just says, Hey, my part is to do the work and your part is just give me permission. That gives us the best life. And that's what faith is. It's giving God permission because we agree with his word. And so we need our faith to work accurately. We need it working all the time. And, um, for us to receive healing, prosperity, answers in our life, our needs met. We need our faith in good working order. The word tells us that faith comes by hearing. Faith doesn't come by praying. So we don't pray that God would give us faith. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's not just hearing once it's repeated. It's a lifestyle of hearing to live a lifestyle of faith. You have to have a lifestyle of hearing because faith comes by hearing. So faith comes by hearing, but it tells us in Galatians chapter five, verse six, faith works by love. Faith comes by hearing, but it works 
by love. Faith doesn't work by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, but faith works by walking in a lifestyle of love. Amen. Drawing on the divine love of God that's on the inside of us. So when we're talking about love, we're not talking about human love. Because once we got born again, the love of God came in us because the nature of God came in us and his nature is a love nature. God is love. So when we were made children of God, we are love children of a love God. And the love of God is on the inside of us. Don't try to spend human love anymore. It doesn't fit you. Divine love is your nature now. So we, we, we walk with divine nature, the divine nature of God, the love of God, um, taking the lead. Amen. So whenever we encounter a situation, we say, how would love respond to this? What would love say to this? How would love think about this? That's called walking in love. That when we order our thinking, our speaking, our doing, our acting in line with the love of God, that's how we walk in love. Walking in love is not something we do just at church time. (laughs) Walking in love is our daily life. And that means that we take advantage of the unlovely situations of everyday life to practice drawing on the love of God that's on the inside of us. We We don't need to pray for God to give us love. We've got it. That's right. The word tells us the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. It's in there. Yeah. But now it's just drawing on our hearts instead of drawing on our feelings, yeah. drawing on our emotions. Right. Because human love gets all of its movement from the emotions and the feelings of men. Right. How man, that's how, that's, that's unsaved man is sentenced to live by human love. That's all they have to draw on. But the born again believer, we draw on the divine love. Human love is this. It equals the person it's dealing with. Meaning this, you treat me right, I'll treat you right. You treat me wrong, I'll treat you wrong. That's what human love will do. It will only equal that which it's dealing with. But divine love equals God. Because God is its source. So human love will change based on how it's being treated from out here. Divine love is it, it only comes from God and God's unchanging. So we don't treat people in love, um, based on them. We're treating, we're walking in love with people based on the love that's in us. So Anyway, these are some of the things we've talked about and referred to in previous episodes, but we're going to go further today. Mm -hmm. Know this, that faith comes by hearing, but it works by love. So if we could call faith a vehicle, uh, love is the engine to that faith vehicle, meaning our faith doesn't go anywhere without the engine of love propelling it. And so um, we can have faith, but it won't move until we're walking in love. It won't work until, until we're walking in love. And that means yielding to the love of God that's on the inside of us. So when we talk about love, always think about in terms of the Christian divine love, not human love, but divine love. Amen. Um, first Corinthians chapter 14 and verse one, the amplified classic translation, it reads this way, eagerly pursue 
and seek to acquire this love, or we could say seek to develop it, seek to become skillful with it. Um, it's in your spirit, so acquire it out of your spirit. Yes. Draw it out of your spirit. Yes. Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your great quest. What's it mean, make love your aim, your great quest? Make walking in love, divine love getting its expression through you. Make that your aim. Make that your great quest. Today, I'm a love creature of a love God, and I'm going to have love words, love actions, and love thoughts. Amen. That means anything, any thought that's not love, we resist it. We cast it down. Amen. One translation of 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says this, let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. So we're governed by love. We're not governed by our feelings because I tell you what, you follow your feelings, your feelings will take you everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere you don't want to go. Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen was our spiritual father for decades and he made this statement. I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy than on my confessions of faith. That's key. What's he realized? He, he realized this, faith won't work, won't work without love. Amen. So if, uh, if I want to stay healthy, it's not just about my faith. It's about a faith that's working yes. and it that's can right. only work by love. Yes. So he said, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy than on my confessions of faith. Now, yes. confessions of faith are right. But when we're not standing on love's territory and we make faith confessions, they don't work. Because faith confessions only work when we're standing on love territory. There is a territory that's, that's the territory we're to walk on, that, that, that we're to live our life on. That's love's territory, love's realm, God's realm, God's property, so to speak. On God's property is the fruit of God. Love, joy, peace, healing, prosperity, all these things that are, that are the outflow of the divine love of God are on God's property. As long as we stay on God's property and don't leave God's property. Mm-hmm. What, what property is that? Love property. If we step out of love, we step off of God's property. When, we're on, when we step out of God's property, we step onto sin's property. Yeah. Amen. A step outside of love is a step into sin. And when we step into sin, Satan's got a right to attack us because we left God's property. You know, as long as you're on your property, I'm talking about your piece of ground, your piece of land, wherever your home is that you live on, um, you have a, you have a protection there that you don't have when you're standing on the neighbor's property because you don't have the same rights on the neighbor's property. People when on your property, people are not allowed to trespass. I mean, in our country, you just can't, you just can't come on any, anyone's property and do anything you want because that's trespassing. That's not your property. Love is our property. Anything thing that's not love is not our property. Get off, get off of a property that doesn't belong to love. Amen. And so this is what dad Hagen was talking about. He says, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy than on my confessions of faith. In other words, I focus on staying in love because then my faith will work. You, if we step out of love and we start having, uh, 
physical problems and we start throwing healing scriptures at our need, it's not going to work until we get back on Love's property. Amen. Amen. And Dad Hagen, that's what he's saying in that. He also made this statement. If symptoms show up in my body, the first place I check is my love walk. He didn't just start checking and start throwing faith scriptures. He checked, am I walking in love? Now, let's talk about for a moment what what love does is love doesn't just treat the individual that we come in contact with, right? Right. Love flows this direction toward others, but divine love also flows this direction toward God. If we're not obeying God's word, we're not walking in love toward God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What's that mean? Be a doer of the word. Obey what God says to you. Yes, amen. So um, many times people say, when this scripture, Dad Hagen says, if symptoms show up, the first place I check is my love walk. Don't just check how you're treating people. Check how I'm treating God. Am I in obedience to his word? Am I acting on his word? Amen. Praise the Lord. So these are some things. Listen, we're learning. And I restate many of these things from previous episodes because this has to take root in us here. That we we define rightly what the love of God, how it responds, how it thinks, how it behaves. Amen. Amen. A critical part of the flow of the love of God is something I want us to look at is in Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to look at Proverbs 3, but I want to say this. There are many flows to the love of God or many things flow out of the love of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Out of love flowed everlasting life for man. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. He gave Jesus love. uh, Jesus was the love flow of God to humanity. He gave every human on earth has been given the gift of Jesus. Now they have to respond and receive that gift. But that's the flow of love was when Jesus, God sent Jesus to us. In that salvation package, that Jesus made ours. There's healing, prosperity, deliverance, victory. All these things are the outflow of love. Healing is the love of God manifested. Amen. Amen. Peace is a manifestation of the love of God. Amen. Because he sent Jesus, his love child, and peace came to the earth. Remember when Jesus was born, angels in the heaven peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That was their first declaration. When Jesus arrived, peace arrived. Now God, God and man could be at peace. God, man could be at peace with God because of the love gift of Jesus. So there's so many outflows of love. Um, but we want to look at this other outflow in Proverbs chapter three, verse 11, an outflow of the love of God. Proverbs three, verse 11, it reads, my son despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. So what do we see? Correction is a flow of the love of God. If we reject correction, we reject the love of God. And if we reject the love of God, we step off of love's territory. Uh We step out of love Mm -hmm. 
and we step into sin. And when we're on sin's territory, the devil has a right to attack us. Yeah. Amen. So Amen. receive right. correction. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yes. God will correct you. Right. Now stay with me. Don't turn the channel. Don't turn this off because I'm going to talk about how God corrects because yeah. it's not how most people think right. that God corrects. Right. But uh, what's that mean when God corrects? That means we have to be teachable. If we're not teachable, we won't receive correction. If someone is unteachable, you can't tell them anything. So to receive of this divine flow of of the love of God, we receive the correction of God. If we don't receive it, we stepped out of love. And I tell you what, we're not safe outside of love. Our health isn't safe. Our finances aren't safe. Our homes aren't safe. Our families aren't safe. If we will not receive the correction God tells us about how to handle someone in our family or how to uh, handle um, our marriage, if we don't receive that correction, we step outside of the safety of his love. So what's that mean? If we're faith people, we have to be people who embrace correction from God. Embrace it. We're not looking to draw back from correction. We're looking to say, Father, I want to be right. What do I need to change? Amen. That's a proper response to the, to the love of correction. Amen. So whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Uh, If God doesn't, if you don't ever hear correction, hmm, you've been off of love's territory a while. (laughs) Right, right. Amen. Amen. If I'm not, seriously, I get to the point, if I haven't heard something corrective from God toward my life, I start going, What's, what's wrong with my hearing? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm talking about the ears of my spirit yes. because I know I'm not all that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, there's always something to change. Yeah. I said there's yes. always something yes. to change. Right. There's always something to be working on. Yes. And that's not a negative. That's a positive. Yes. Um, you'll never get done needing to correct or change something about you because God is endeavoring to bring us and he's working to bring us into the, into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. Yes. Till our lives look exactly like Jesus, yes. producing exactly what his life yes. produced, we're not done. We're not done changing until we're exactly the image that he, that he demonstrated and was an example to. You say, well, he was a son of God. Well, so were you. Amen. Amen. There's nothing Jesus had at his disposal that is not at our disposal. Why? We are joint heirs with him. What belongs to him belongs to us. And the way he walked on this earth, he showed us the kind of life that the new creature in Christ is now capable of living. He was the firstborn of a new species of man. And we are new creatures in Christ. We're a brand new species. And Jesus was our example of the life that a new species, how that's to live and what that's to produce. And until we're producing that, we're not done changing. Amen. Amen. We're not done needing to correct something. Amen. It's his correction is another way God expresses his love for us. So there have been seasons, you know, all, you know, just throughout life, I'll sense, don't do that again. Don't say that. Change the way you said that. Sometimes you can say the right words, but say it the wrong way. Or you're trying to teach the right 
you're trying to bring out the right truth or something, but you can say it inappropriately. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're to always be sensitive to the correction of the Lord. But I know this also, it seems to me that I have noticed seasons of correction in my life. Right. You, anybody know what I'm talking yeah. about or is I the only no. one that had those seasons? <laughs> it seems like there's an, uh, an emphasis yeah. and a real, if I could say this, push to make that change, make that change, make that correction. Because why is that? It's not because God is fault finding. It's because he's, there's something on the horizon that he's ready to bring us into, but we need to accelerate some of the changes and corrections so that we can walk in that, um, in the fullness right. of what he has for us. Amen. That's right. So I've noticed this when there seems to be a season of change, like every, every day there's an emphasis of something to change. Um, I go, ah, God's not picking on me. He's preparing me for something that's ahead. Amen. Don't draw back. Don't have, don't have your, if I could say this, your spiritual walls up against God. Like there are certain things off limits to him that if something is said, you start getting touchy about it. Ah, you're resisting the love of God. That'll get you into trouble. Resisting the love of God because it's in his love that he won't leave us as he found us. Why? Because what we leave uncorrected is where the enemy can gain entrance. The enemy can gain entrance in the places we don't correct. So God is, if I could say this, he's trying to help us shore up access against the enemy so the enemy can't enter at those points. Amen. Um, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 9. It reads, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Means that we responded rightly to them. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this, when we were growing up, there was one thing, uh, there were four kids in our family growing up and there was one thing we knew, we knew that someone was boss and it wasn't us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now my dad, he, um, he was a farmer, he was a cotton and wheat farmer in Southwest Oklahoma. And my mother, basically, in our earlier years, she stayed home with us and she raised us. And there was one thing about my mother is she knew who was in charge. Mm-hmm. And she, she, we never heard from her, wait till your daddy gets home because she was home. <laughs> she didn't wait for daddy to get home because she was home to handle us. Yes. And I, I think she did a mighty good job. Three of us turned out to be pastors. And my, and my, the fourth one, my sister, uh, was a, a teacher for many years and part of her local church. All of us went on to serve God. Yeah. And um, that's because my mother was present and she taught us how to respond to her correction. If she corrected us and we rolled our eyes, brother, our eyes, she stabilized our eyes for us. There was no such thing as walking away from her with an attitude in your step. Your attitude would get changed really quick. Your steps changed, everything changed. There was no such thing as slamming a door. Oh, brother, 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 walk in your bedroom, slam a door. She's going to be slamming some things and it's not a door. 
she taught us how to respond to correction. Yeah. Mother would spank us. And I tell you, when she would spank us, uh, people say that's abuse. Uh, spanking is discipline. Right. It's not abuse. Right. Yeah. There is such a thing where people can go into abuse. I'm not talking about that. No. Uh, I'm talking about correct discipline. Yeah. And there were times that she would say, I'm going to spank you three times. She'd tell us what she's going to do before she did it. Right. Why? Yeah. she did? Because my mother was, that, that's one of the things that I so appreciated about her is she was in control of herself. Meaning she didn't just fly off the handle and just go crazy on us. Mm-hmm. She, she was in utter command mm-hmm. of herself and of us. And she said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spank you three times. When I'm done, you're going to stand up and I'm going to see a smile on your face. You're not going to be crying. You're not going to be giving me an attitude because if you do, then we're not finished. Yeah, so and we're going to start all over again. <laughs> see, she taught us proper response yeah. so that when we got up, we didn't get up with a bad attitude right. or we had to go back down to the discipline area. Right? right. right? And so um, she, would, she was fair. She told us what to what she was going to do, but she also told us what she expected of us in our in our response. Yeah. So when you see, there was no such thing. Mother never had a child take off running from her. <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> My mother never chased a child through her house, <laughs> and I never chased one of mine either. <laughs> when I when I was going to deal with them, I said, "You go in my bedroom and you lay across that bed and you wait for me to show up. I'll be there in a little bit." I'm not chasing you. You're not running. I'm not chasing you like a jackrabbit through this house and this yard. You know why? Because my mother taught us how to respond to correction. And it wasn't fly off the handle. If adults don't handle that, they can, as an adult, fly off the handle. What, what did that, how do they fly off the handle? They get offended. They draw back, quit going to church. They don't like what the pastor said that, t- that I was, t- you know, God loves us and corrects us through those he puts in our lives yes. too. Yes. And sometimes he will put our correction for our life in the mouth of our pastor. Yes. How do you respond to that? Yes. How do you respond to that? Yes. You need to sit there and say, thank you, Father, for helping yes. me. Yes. Thank you, Father, for, I, I hear that. Yes. And I, you're, you're rescuing me yes. from where that, that, lack of correction would take me. Listen, we're not finished. You got to come back. You got to come back because there's so much to be said in this. Um, God is a parent and he will parent us into receiving rightly of his correction so that we can flourish in this life. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out of our book called Love the Great Quest. We invite you to get your copy today. Go to DufresneMinistries.org or you can go to JesusTheHealer.org. Both of those those addresses, the website addresses, take you to the same website so you can order your copy there. Don't just get one for for somebody else. Get one for yourself. It would help you to get some one for somebody else too, but not don't leave yourself out. Amen. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. 
Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order Love, The Great Quest now at DufresneMinistries.org. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.